there are those who are born to be champions. Here at Globo Gym, we're better than you, and we know it. And then there are these guys. You've got 30 days to make $50,000 for your gym. Because my gym. Check it out. Cardio Cowboy class. That's extremely heterosexual. It's not gay at all. Oh. If there was any way in the world we could raise $50,000. I got a great idea to raise the money. A car wash. I mean, what are the chances? Same day, right across the street. That's it, boy. Get in there nice and deep. Now, one team has never been okay. so challenged. I have a tournament in Las Vegas. The real team needs real uniforms. I hope they fit. Nice. Year's Las Vegas International Dodgeball Open. Now there's a souvenir for a lucky fan. 20th Century Fox presents Vince Vaughn. I don't think I'll take my chances in the tournament. Yeah, you will take your chances. That's what I just said. That's what I'm saying to you. Okay, I I'm not sure where you're going with this. Well, I'm not sure where you're going with this. All right. Touche. Ben Stiller, we should mate. What? I said we should date. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Christine Taylor. Christine family fun there, eh? Right you are. This summer, we will, we will rock you. Grab life by the ball. Dodgeball, a true underdog story. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Hello and welcome to episode 290 of Aussie Tell Us All. Welcome back, Sean, on the podcast today. Hey, thank you for the thank you for the time, Oz. Always a pleasure. Not a problem. Not a problem. Um, so we're start doing a uh, new movie podcast series. Third on third in the group here is now. Today we're talking about the movie Dodgeball, a classic movie from the 2000s. Now, it was debuted in 2004. It was directed by. Marshall Thurber and had a budget of $20 million. Now, the top cast was Christine Taylor as Kate Vitak, Vince Vaughn as Peter LaFleur, Justin Long as Justin, um, Ben Stiller as White Goodman, uh, Rip Torn as Patches, and Stephen Root as Gordon. What are your thoughts on this cast they assembled here? You know, it was it was an eclectic cast. I mean, it had a lot of people really in the prime during that era. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Justin Long from the American Pie movies. Huh. Vince Vaughn, when he had his heyday with, I think it was a Daddy Daycare, Domestic Disturbance, all those. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Christine Taylor was more a TV show. I think yeah. this was her first movie role. Mm-hmm. But some of the other casts that you don't see towards the end of the movie that kind of surprised me that one of them actually this movie was kind of a start on something bigger for him was al kaplan the guy who played the referee oh the, yeah uh he little do a lot of people know when american gladiators was revived in 2008 he mm-hmm. was actually the referee for the entire show really huh. true story wow so there, there's your little oddball fact of the day <laughs> well that's Fantastic! So he had a little uh, precursor role, and then he had the actual being a ref in real life. 
after yeah. that. Yeah, that's great. Who the sound kit, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. And now here's the brief synopsis of the movie here. So a little long here, so just wait until I'm done. Um, so Average Joe's Jim and its owner, Peter LaFleur, played by Vince Vaughn, are both down on their luck. A fancy competing gym called Globo Gym, run by maniacal health nut, White Goodman, played by Ben Stiller, is about to put Average Joe's out of business unless Peter can raise $50,000 to keep his mortgage. To save the gym, Peter and a ragtag group of Average Joe's members and employees enter a dodgeball contest with a big cash prize in response. White forms his own global global gym team to route the competition. That is what we're looking at here with uh, what the movie here, but we're getting the movie itself. Um, can you guess the box office money they that made at the office um, in 20, 2004? In two thousand four, you said the budget was twenty million, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to say $100 million, even though it was a good movie. I will definitely say that. You were um, definitely way under on that, for sure. Well, well, I, was, well I was going to say not saying 100 though. Oh, um, okay. I'd probably put it at like 55 Wow, okay. Um, you're definitely way too low. I mean, uh, it's 168.4. That, that was not, not adjusted for inflation. Wow. Yeah. It's just the, the flat rate I saw on, saw on the internet. So wow, okay, a lot yeah. low, a lot higher than I thought. I mean, yeah, it was a great movie with a great plot. But I, didn't, I didn't think it would be <laughs> that. The, I didn't think it would have that much of a. The, I guess what I would put almost as a cult classic type movie. Well, <laughs> when you well when you put it, Vince Vaughn and still in the same movie, it, it will get rated. It'll get people this go. Is true. Yeah. That's true, and I should have kind of factored that in. I mean, you had Vince Vaughn in his prime, mm-hmm. you had Justin Long in his prime, right? Um, ben Stiller, another one that they're mm-hmm. really with. I mean, obviously, Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers. So I, I guess looking at it that way, me me lowballed the hell out of it. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I can see why it would be 170 million almost, but yeah, yeah. I just sometimes it's like comedic movies gonna get a bad rap at the box office for uh, ticket stubs sometimes. Right, right. So that, I guess that's kind of how I played it off. But okay, I thought be a lot higher myself though. But I, I was a little off. My I said two hundred million myself when I looked at it, but it was a little lower than I thought it was. But not too off though. Yeah. All right. Now, Good thing I'm not on the prices right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. So get, the movie starts off uh, with White Goodman doing a corny, over-the-top ad for Globo Jim. What are your thoughts on the opening montage of the film? You know, it's the opening montage. It's you, usually I'm one of those that, that is the thing that the hooks. Usually, what makes or break it's the first five or ten minutes. Yeah, first couple of scenes. I mean. It's this is one of those movies that I'm going to be honest. It took me longer than that, but hmm. in terms of opening montage, yeah, it has just enough to reel you in. Yeah, I mean, I guess the old hook, light, and sinker thing. Then it, it, it's it's like the little guppy. It's like the little guppy you put in the fish tank, you know? Right. 
All right. Um, as you know, I'm not really a big fan of uh, corniness. Right. Famous, but it worked in this case. It didn't did it have over the top corniness, you know, that movies I've seen have. So it's definitely not the worst I've seen as far as corniness um, no, concerned. Yeah. I'd have to kind of be right there with you, honestly. I mean, yeah. if I were to scale this zero to 10, 10 being, yeah. what the hell with corniness? I'd yeah. probably have to put this at like maybe a six. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Honestly, I mean, some parts super cornier than others. Yeah, 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 yeah. But some parts you have to have the corniness, the corniness. Mm-hmm. I'm making a math, not in English. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you have to have the corniness for it to work. Right. And so it's not. I mean, it's there. Is it a little too much? Sure, but is it over the top? No. Yeah, I agree with it. It's right in the middle there. Yeah. All right. Now we have a montage again of calls to Peter about how he has overdue DVDs. His phone has been turned off and his power will be turned off at 5 p.m. How funny was that set up to introduce Peter to the audience? You know, I I think that it was actually a good thing to have a little bit of a history and a backstory reason. Yeah. To kind of, I don't know, maybe add a little bit of motivation to it i think i think it was kind of a a necessary part mm. let me phrase that a very necessary kind of i'd almost even say a mandatory part to the movie i yeah. don't see i don't see that with too many with many movies but mm-hmm. this is one one of those things that i think without that you maybe lost a little bit yeah yeah but I do, I do think pivotally that's a that's a key part. I mean, you gotta have a background on where this guy, on where this dude's coming from, you know? Exactly, because because we'll see that his, his gym has the same issues as his as his uh, home. So exactly, yeah. I mean, total yeah. down down in the crapper with his luck, and right. It's yeah, I think I think it was a crucial part. I definitely agree with there there with you there. Now, average Joe's gym has a cost of. Oh, sorry, a cast of characters. Can't read my own typing. Um, <laughs> can't read your own typing. That's a new one. That's a I new mean, one. I've heard, I've heard of can't read your own writing, but can't read right. your own typing. Wow. I, century, I got I nothing think, to follow yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, brain fart there. But anyways, uh, cast of characters. You have a guy who thinks he's a pirate, Steve. Uh, you fit... Um, you fit high school kid who wants to be a male cheerleader to press a girl. You've got a husky man in full eighties gym gear. You have a guy in a headband. Uh, it wants to be like, a, I don't know, some athlete of some sort. And then you have uh, watching obscure sports on ESPN eight, the Ocho. What do you make of these cast of misfits at Joe's average Joe's? You know, this is one thing that kind of really drug me to this movie. Yeah. Um, movies that kind of really pulled me in over the over the many years of watching movies mm-hmm. but the fact that this is like i don't know this kind of almost reminded me of the movie uh was it down periscope with kelsey Grammer okay and, and rob schneider where you got a cast where you got a cast of screw-ups <laughs> or a cast of nobodies they the least you would ex- you would expect them to not succeed at all right i mean and Little little do you see in the end that it's like you know. Ultimately, I know we have like no chance in hell, yeah, this ever happening, yeah. But it, 
you know, they find a way to pull it out of their ass and really make it work. You know? <laughs> right. I'm right. case in point. I mean, turning point in the movie when uh, Rip Torn, good old Pat, the adult version of Patches Houlihan, um, mm-hmm. Hank Kazaria, the guy who played <laughs> right, the, the younger version of him. Right. Um, when Patches uh, himself takes it on to actually coach these guys. I mean, mm-hmm. and granted, he was brutal as hell with these guys. Like, <laughs> it remi- reminded me of one of the wrestling teacher, or the wrestling coach. Now, keep in mind, I was never part of the wrestling team mm-hmm. in high school. But um, one of the – it's like that football or wrestling coach from hell oh, that yeah. you would have to just totally degrade the crap out of you and, mm-hmm. and really bleed it out of you and right. to – get better and it just I think that was kind of one of the key things was getting was getting patches of hula hand to really see I mean you know kind of like when you got the scouts trying to recruit a pro athlete right you got you got the scene where they're playing the uh, Girl Scout troop to get to Vegas <laughs> and patches, yeah, patches of hula hand sees it right there that yeah. they suck Exactly, and, yeah. and have a hell of a road to climb. But he's like, you know what? I've got. I think I don't, I'm not quoting this line exactly. He's like, I got three weeks to make you sissies a hell of a lot better. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. much worse words, obviously. But right, right. It's just yeah. So I think that's where I'm. This it's also a, a explicit rating. Also, so you can swear if you need to, um, just to let you know. Um, now, yeah. We meet Kate uh, Veach. I don't know how to say the last Veach. name. Veach. Veach, okay. Kate, Kate, Kate Veach, Catherine Veach. Lawyer from the bank who handles um, Global Gym's mortgage to Average Joe's buyout, whatever. Um, and, and so um, he, she tells Peter that he owes $50,000 to a very in a very sassy uh, tone. And in a way, ends this, and the scene ends with all his paperwork falling out from the closet, and has been informed that White Goodman, Jim, your reaction to that scene? You know, is not surprised. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, <laughs> you got you got your arch nemesis who later who we find out Globetrotter was actually right next door to. Yeah. Um. Right next door to uh, Average Joe's. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like when you got that rivalry anywhere in town with, like, say, like, kind of like here in Spokane, we got a gas station corner, you know? Right. Uh, right, right. There, right yeah. there, you know, Wellesley in Nevada. Right. It's same same type of thing, you know? You got you got competing gyms just merely across the street from each other. Hello. I wasn't aware they were across the street from each other. I didn't know, did not know that. So. Yeah. It's, you see it super quickly in the movie. Okay, it is it is noticed that they are right across. I think right. I saw this. I mean, and I've seen this movie many a times, and this is yeah. my first time watching it in a few years, actually. Same. Yeah. But um, no, it's one of those things I caught super fast this time. It's like hmm. over the years, you the more you see stuff, or the more you hear stuff, the more minute little details you pick out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, no, just realizing. So it's kind of like you got that true competition ed of rivalry, like right across the street from each other. Yeah, uh, that makes do, a lot more sense now. Yeah, doing so well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Now, Peter visits White Goodman to talk about his gym. And White basically is an arrogant douche to Peter. And arrogant. He, comes... <laughs> he plays it well, though, Ben. He plays it well. He does. He does. I'll give you uh, that. Yeah, he, he yeah he does. Uh, now he comes to the gym to figure out a way to get fifty thousand dollars. They decide to enter a dodgeball tournament with grand prize of fifty thousand dollars after a failed <laughs> car wash um, idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that car wash scene was beyond epic fame. Oh. Especially, especially the uh, one with the guy with the. With the, pit bull, with the pit bull staring at, oh, at that was so cring- that was so cringy. Yeah. Oh, cringy is not even the right word. <laughs> it's, what do you say? What What do you call that? <laughs> messed up without going into f bombs. Okay. 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 I mean, to, to keep to keep it to keep to keep it clean. Messed up. Messed up is a very mild undertone. You, I'll leave it at that. You you, you, you you can say fucked up. You know, it's not really a huge. Gotcha. Issue. Yeah, I know. That's what it well, is. I, yeah. you know, I wasn't sure where you had the language tolerance on this or not. So. Oh, I, oh no, I, it's a, it's expo- it's you can say whatever you want on this, but it's explicit. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah. What are your, th- your thoughts though on the uh, on the whole option to go to to do a dodgeball tournament for um, a bunch of uh, nobodies? <laughs> you know, far fetched idea, but yeah. it's you know it's a crazy thing that. Sometimes it takes a far-fleshed idea mm-hmm. to really make it work, you know. Yeah, I mean, we all have crazy ideas, and they all got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I mean, it's not like someone just decides to go be president, you know, or run for president, <laughs> or right. run for office, or yeah. you know, they think they're going to be the next big thing, whether it's like Pitbull or uh, Tim Tebow or you need. <laughs> right, right. Now, so. I agree. Um, now, this scene made me laugh out loud pretty hard <laughs> when I watched it yesterday. Um, White Good- Goodman, um, when he eats a donut, then gets shocked. That's a painful <laughs> way to for self- self-discipline. Do you agree with that? <laughs> I'd say extreme. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> coming, from, coming from someone as you as you know, Oz, who's done a lot of resistance wise to hold back on food over the years. Right. Yeah, um, it's I'd call that a very extreme way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably too extreme. I mean, yeah, I last, day, last day I knew we weren't rats in, a, in an incubation bin in a in a science experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> it's hey, whatever floats your boat, you know. Right. Exactly. Um, and this is kind of bizarre too, but, uh, what do you think of the painting of White Goodman grabbing the bullet by the horns in the back, in the background there? I mean, I can kind of see it as an over the top way of expressing your motto in life. I mean, I I consider it a very over the top way, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, obviously, there's cliches in life, but mm-hmm. to do to do something like that, and uh, yeah, that was a little too over the top. <laughs> He's a corny guy, so I guess that's. What you Dude, get. Pit- I mean, if, if if we had someone like him, he's like the. You look up dictionary definition of corny <laughs> in Webster's dictionary. He's right there. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, block letters, biggest font known to man, life size portrait. Come on. He's the face of Corny right there. Yeah. Amen to that, big time. Exactly. Um, now, White Goodman uh, put secret cameras in average Joe's. So I think that's against the law. Um, but, anyways, <laughs> beyond that, um, he finds out they are going to play dodgeball. So naturally, they also are joining dodgeball. Your thoughts? Get classic villain, do what you got to do to stop stuff from happening, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, he thinks just because they're, I mean, and what we later see on is the fact that he gets us in because he knows He's got the homie hookup, so to speak. Yep. Um, to get in, which shiesty way of doing it. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things. People work their ass off for what they have, you know. Blackmail, you know. It's, yeah, blackmail is probably not even the right word on this one. Extraordinary. But, uh, yeah, there you go. There you um, go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I mean, to go with the plot twist of the movie, yeah, I can see it happening. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, but yeah, yeah it's kind of a necessary <laughs> part of the movie. Yeah, the way I see it, but yeah, I I hear you there. Um, now we meet for the first time, Coach Patches, aka Rip Torn, rest in peace. Fantastic, yes. fantastic actor in his own his own great, one, of the, one of the greatest of all time. I'll openly admit it. Absolutely, um, and hilarious. Now, <laughs> he he was a hilarious guy. Now. He teaches them the five D's of dodgeball, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Technically, that's four, but who's counting? Your thoughts? You know, you got to have some cheesy-ass tagline to make it work. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. that kind of goes back to another example of what you, you say five, but in reality, it's four. In this case, it's yeah. three, but it's obviously they try to he tries to say two but it's actually three yeah. uh dennis larry in the song asshole <laughs> you, know, you know which part i'm not gonna repeat the part but you, you know which part i'm talking about yeah when it goes off of the rants so mm-hmm. it's yeah it's the same type of deal it's like yeah it, i mean yeah you, you gotta go with whatever works and the fact that he did it is five repeating the second one mm-hmm. or repeating the first one excuse me right makes total sense yeah. Just for just for kind of the laugh factor, I laugh so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agreed. Exactly. Now, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a, a ball, and a wrench is tossed at Justin's uh, neck. Oh, no, one of the best parts of the movie. That is seriously yeah. one of the best parts of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I hit him in, right in the face. Ouch. Um, part one is how painful can that be in real life, and. Part two, do you think he got a, he had a, a double um, do that for him, not him take it personally himself? You know, it's it's one of those things. And this is coming from a guy who actually, who years ago as a kid, accidentally got hit with a little bit of baseball bat upside the head, right in the face. I didn't take myself. That's, it, it hurts. Yeah, I didn't take myself. It hurts well. like a son of a bitch. Yes. And I will openly admit that. Yep. Um, so that. <laughs> The, the wrench to the forehead, I can liken it to that, to, to be honest with you. Right. Um, I mean, I'll admit I had a big knot on my forehead for yeah <laughs> about almost two almost two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. yeah. And this is right as I was transitioning from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts even. Oh, so okay. I'm not just humiliation at that point. Um, well, well for, for, 
for me though, I was actually many, many, many years ago as a kid at my grandma's house out in Rockford. Um, we were playing softball out there and I swung the bat around all the way around to my head and hit myself in the head with, with the bat on accident. I didn't even hit the ball, hit my head all the way around, full swing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Kate uh, walks in her suit and heels, looks good, and uh, she does a softball super pitch, which actually is not really that uh, won't work out with dodgeball, but anyways, that's Hollywood for you. But uh, yeah, throw it, <laughs> and she says, "What eight years of softball made me laugh, and uh, now she's on the squad." Eventually, your thoughts on on her entrance to the dodgeball team? You, you know, it's gonna. I'm gonna parallel this to another great classic movie of all time, actually. Okay. It reminds me of in the movie uh, Necessary Roughness. When, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen that one. You know, gotta watch it. Okay, uh, okay. It, it's it's almost, it's the same type of movie as this. Okay. But 13, I think it came out in like 91. Okay. It's a, a screw-up college football team. <laughs> okay. So, there you go. I highly recommend it, but it actually reminded me a lot of when they brought Kathy Ireland, who was a soccer player, to be their place kicker. Okay, she's she's good looking there. Yeah. So we're we're talking like the dead ringer of the, or the I guess the eye candy of the team. You're right. And I mean, just enough to distract the team, I guess. Right. But it's, I was like, okay. Then so I saw that part. I was like, total uh, flashback to necessary roughness to when, like I said, they brought that that when Kathy Ireland's character came into the the frame. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. And now with this m- movie being somewhat corny, but not really. But what do you think of the names of the announcers, uh, Cotton and Pepper, uh, Bateman and uh, Gary Cole? <laughs> <laughs> Bateman, I mean, this is a total change from his, uh, what I grew up used to, I mean, me being a kid of the 80s, early 90s television. Yeah. Um, back like the Family Ties days or mm-hmm. some yeah. of the other ones. It's just a total, I guess, switch yeah. for what I expected. I mean, oh, do I think those two, if they were, if those two were to be like, I guess take ESPN great personalities, Kornheiser and Wilbon, for example. Sure. The chemistry of those two would, would work on an actual ESPN yeah. show. I mean, yeah. so I guess they played that off perfectly, I guess. I mean, you got yeah. you got Cotton who's the over the top serious guy. <laughs> and then you've got Pepper who is the total wise ass looking chewing gum. <laughs> Think dumb shit, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, I guess it almost reminds me of of a little bit like MXC. You got the one guy, you had the you had the one guy who was serious. You had uh, the guy who played Vic Romano, who was the serious dude, okay. and then you had the guy who played Kenny Blankenship, who was the total wise ass. Then sure. all those things were about stupid humor, getting drunk, and checks. That's what it. Was it. What movies was? It? was it oh, that was actually a TV show. What it, what was it? Most Extreme Elimination Challenge, MXC. Never heard of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. you have to watch it. Okay, okay. Both cl- classic from about the same time frame, actually. Oh, okay, okay, there you go. Um, now, what did you think of the cameos of the Hoff, 
Lance Armstrong and Chuck Norris throughout the film. Okay, so this one I didn't. I, I'll be honest, I didn't notice the Hoff until this time. Oh wow! Okay. So that that one I did not. That one I did not notice. Okay. Um, the one about Lance Armstrong I thought was kind of a pivotal part of the movie. I mean, obviously, it's the full, it this, hilarious. Like you're gonna quit. It, it, it is I had hilarious. Cancer, I, I, won, I had cancer. I'm gonna die. And I'm, I'm not. I didn't quit. I mean, it, it was kind. Of, because, I mean, you know how sometimes when you get to when you get in that funk that yeah you, you're like really what do I do and I you question all reality you question your purpose you question why you're doing something yeah and then something comes on it's just exactly enough of that swift kick in the ass that you need yeah and I think the land service on the card was perfect on that one yeah um so I agree on that the Chuck Norris part I mean. You don't get much more legendary and oh my god, yeah, and, and I guess comedic than Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Norris reference. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm sure, there's all the Chuck Norris jokes, but yeah, <laughs> to, to see the whole thing where it's Chuck Norris comes back to bite Ben Stiller right in the ass is just yeah. You, you don't get much more legendary than that. I'm sorry. Exactly. It's like walking Texas Ranger just tell Ben Stiller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now um this will be a bit of a longer i'm gonna read a long paragraph so i pause so just wait until i'm done because it's a sure. long end to the show here so um globo jim and average joes are shockingly gasp in the finals against each other now pete lafleur is fighting demons and justin is going to compete in the championships uh trillion championships because the dude broke all his bones and during the final match Amber yells, I love you, and Justin and does the same, and then he gets hit in the head with a dodgeball, at least, not a wrench. Um, so, <laughs> so, so now it's down to Peter, Kate, White, and Michelle, who's a, who's a guy, a big right. guy, uh, people that don't know, uh, for all the dodgeball marbles, per se. And uh, Kate dives and gets hit, then as Kate walks off, White hits her in the face with a ball. <laughs> and, uh, oh, best part of the movie right here. Absolutely. And he gets a court misconduct warning. Pete takes out Michelle and White hits Pete to end it. But double fault by White. It comes down to Pete and Gat. Wait for it. White plays sudden death and uh, dodgeball. And Pete blindfolded himself. Dodged the ball barely. And took out Goodman and Average Joe's shocks the dodgeball world and are victorious. Now, uh, Pete took the $100,000 he got from, from White Goodman in the hotel room the, the previous night um, for, his, for his deed to his uh, gym. Now, that White gave him for the gym, now bet on his team at 50, 50 to 1 odds, add, um, and now has $5 million in a in a case in the middle of the court, which I find also very um, not realistic, but it happened. Um, yeah, and now, and now, uh, and now he is White's boss, and turns out Kate is bisexual, and uh, the movie ends uh, with White being a big blob saying "fuck you, Chuck Norris." What are your thoughts on the, how the movie pulled uh, it out there for you? I'm gonna say you left out one key part, and it was okay. right after the uh, 
which I thought was kind of a driving point of this. You left out a key line. Okay. Um, when uh, Kate plays the heroic part and takes the, takes a dodgeball right in the abdomen, right. blocking Peter, and then she gets hit again right in the, right in the face, just because of uh, White's arrogance and being mm-hmm. the shit that he is. Right. But uh, I think what ultimately kind of turns the tide is. Kate yelling one of the best lines in movies mm-hmm. when he just when she just straight tells uh, uh, Dwight kick his ass. Yeah, that's great. I I did miss that. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah. Without without that line, I really don't think you have the turning point in that move in that yeah. final match. To be honest with you, right. Um. In the end, how it played out. Mm-hmm. Uh. I guess it it, it, true, it proves the whole point. What goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. Karma, yeah. I mean, it car, karma's a bitch. I mean, you're, yeah. you cockiness will bring you back to humility very quickly. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In some cases, worse than humility. <laughs> exactly. Now, before we get into our panel of what I ask for everyone on the podcast about the movie, um, is there anything you want to talk about that I would that, that I did not? I, oh, sorry, that I did not bring up previously on the movie. Um, you know, I think we've really hit the the nail on the head with this. I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, this just this is just a movie. I mean, hard to believe we're on what seventeen, almost eighteen years since right. this classic came out, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, it's one of those that I think. I mean, and obviously we'll get to some of this in some of the later questions here, yeah. but. Um, in case of having a movie that had a good point and a lighthearted flick, mm-hmm. I think I think it served its point brilliantly. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, like I said, the, the big the, one of the biggest shockers, and like I said, this I noticed it three years later, just with being a fan of the show, uh, that Kaplan ended up being the referee on Gladiators. I was just like, right, what the hell we got dodgeball. The, the seed from dodgeball gets him gets him the ref as the or gets him the position as the referee on the revival of one of my favorite shows as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gladiators. Yeah, hell froze over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Literally. Exactly. <laughs> Indeed. Now, um, if you recommend this movie to a stranger, what would you need to say to make the movie click for them? The infamous, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> I mean, you don't get much more poetic than that. I mean, right. That line, I mean, short, sweet, to the point. You're welcome. Yeah. And I would also say, um, for me, if you love great comedy going back and forth and love physical pratfalls, then this movie is definitely for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'll, I'll take along with that here. I mean, in terms of great sports movie flicks, mm-hmm. this I have to put up there as one of them. I mean, yeah. I, I'd have to easily put this in like in my top three, to be honest with Your you. Top three, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, Grant, there's some of them that I haven't seen. Okay. But, I mean, uh, in terms of what, in terms of what I have seen, I mean, I have to put this up there with say like this, Rudy. Okay. Some of the great sports flicks of all time. Sure. Okay, well, I will put this in my my top comedy sports movie, I would say, but like the Titans, Field of Dreams, Sandlot. Um, see, Field of Dreams is one that 
I totally overlooked it. You're absolutely right on that one. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of movies, sports movies that are better than this one, but just for comedy's sake, number one for me for com- for sports movies that are that are comedies that are lighthearted comedies are definitely number one. Oh, I on, totally agree. On my list there, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not even close, really. Yeah, exactly. All right, next one I have here is. Does the soundtrack work for you? And also, what is the best part of the soundtrack, in your opinion? So, I actually had to do some digging to find what all was on the soundtrack because I did not think this movie really had one right. um, at yeah. first. So, I actually, this, this is something I actually had to research after watching the movie or towards the end of the movie today. Uh, same, uh, same here. Yeah. The, the, some of the, I mean, the energy of the music. I think fit the movie with some of, with some of the scenes. Um, it was more about a good I mean, there's not many really original songs on the, on the soundtrack, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of songs that are just intended for a movie soundtrack, like you get some of them that are. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it works. I mean, it's just a lot of the songs that were just played during the movie. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, it, it, or, I guess I could say on a scale of one to ten, and due and due to just originality factor, and mm-hmm. me being the music geek that I am, I am a tough critic on this one. Yeah, I'd have to give it like a five. Okay, I mean it's it's okay. Yeah, but you don't have like that standout. I guess you don't really most soundtracks like say Titanic. You've got some oh. my heart goes on, my heart right. will go on. Um, yeah, yeah. What is it? Uh, uh, the well, the one for Back to the Future. Uh, oh, from who? Who? who, 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 who right. Kokomo uh, yeah. from Kokomo from Cocktail. Um, yeah. you you don't really have that defining song that's just made specifically for the movie. Yeah, which I guess that's one thing I really like with soundtracks is when you find that song that was written for it. Um, another another case of point. Uh, Brian Adams with the Robin Hood soundtrack. You mm-hmm. know. There you go. Yeah. So well, for me, this was an okay sound. It wasn't great, but it was an okay soundtrack. But for me, the best song I for me was Queen's "We, we Will Rock You" was my favorite song. That, that can't, can't go wrong wrong with Queen, you know. Well, not only that, and then the way that they did the entrance to them celebrating at the bar with that song. Yeah. I kind of thought that one of those added insult to injury. It's mm-hmm. like okay, let's see what let's see what you really got. Let's see what your yeah. type deal when he's taunting the shit out of him. Really, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's it was, it was it was a good setup for what was about to happen for what was for what was yet to come. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. If anything, I'd probably say that was like the. I mean, sure, with the sports movie, you kind of see that song coming anyway. To be honest, yeah. I mean, not to take it away from the fact that it's a sports anthem. Period. I mean, you don't get much more sports anthem than that song. Well, okay, um, it'd be rocky like a hurricane from the scorps, but um, it other yeah, really, it's we will rock you is the probably the the high point of that soundtrack. Yeah, besides Queen, my, my number one um, group of all time is Beatles for sure. Number one, number one, number one, number one is Beatles for sure. And if you have a chance to watch that documentary on Disney Plus on Beatles, it is really, really good. Yeah. I will look into that. I'm always a sucker for a good Dr. Man music. Oh, I'm not, I don't really watch them, but 
<laughs> that one, Beatles. I, yeah, I'll watch that one. It was eight hours long, but How many? It was eight hours. Oh crap! And it's three parts too. So oh, okay. Two hours each. That but, that makes that makes sense then. Yeah, it's really it's good. Trilogy it's, it's, almost. It's done, done by Peter Jackson was the director of this movie too. Okay, I've heard nothing but good things about him. So yeah, same. Yeah, so definitely check that out if you have a chance. But I will put that Disney, on my never-ending list. Disney Plus. There you go. All right. right. Now, um, what for you? What is your recasting possibilities for this uh, film? Who would you sub out for? Who, if you had the choice? Well, okay. So this is this is funny you bring this one up because it, I was coming through weird crap on Facebook the other day, and one yeah. of the things you know how sometimes they have links to pages that are like hmm. uh, washed up celebrities or stuff like that. <laughs> one of them, one of them was uh, movies that wouldn't work trying to get recasted to this day. Oh, there you go. And I think I could have sworn I saw something on this. I could be wrong. Yeah. But I honestly feel that this one could have, I mean, it could be a tougher one to get recasted in today's culture with the way a lot of things are today. Right. Say apropos 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, could it be done? Yes. Could it be done to the same standards and not make it suck? Not likely. Yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I'm not a fan of remake movies, to be honest with you. Yeah, same. And the the one movie that I did see as a remake that I was super stoked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in 02 was the time machine yeah and, and i'm gonna be honest the remake sucked right well i didn't say remake i said recasting like okay recasting but recasting leading to a remaking of a movie is kind of how is kind of how oh. i'm interpreting your question oh um basically what it is it's the same movie same cast we have right now same movie but just you saw about one one character or two for for someone else for the same movie um yeah I don't know. This this one actually would be super tough. Okay. To be honest with you, because I think this is one of those that ironically enough the cast works. Oh yeah, I agree. But I have um, one though. I have one that will blow, blow your mind though, I think. Um, um Okay, who do you have for your one and then I'll Okay. My my I might be able to come up with a good one after that. Okay. Now Vince Vaughn was great in this in the show. No doubt about it. He agree. Agree. But, but I'm gonna put him out on the bench. And I'm putting Owen Wilson in the, in the spot um, to recapture the magic of Zoolander with him and Ben. They work well together as well. So that's the okay. only reason why I, I take Owen Wilson over Vince Vaughn. That's the only reason, reason you why. Know, I, I, can, I, can, I can see the reason why you do the swap. I mean, honestly, yeah. with some, I mean, and I'll be honest with you, I've not been a fan of Ben Stiller's, or not really? Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn. Because oh. I, well, humor me on this. Yeah. Because I've seen at that time, I was. The only other time I saw Vince Vaughn in the movie, in a movie mm-hmm. back in that era, I guess, mm-hmm. was the darker movies. When, okay. When he played with, uh, what was it, John Travolta and his uh, wife, who unfortunately we lost a few years ago, oh, uh, right. in, the movie, in the in the movie Domestic Disturbance. Okay, I never seen it. Yeah. Dark, dark as hell, but That's Vince fantastic. Vaughn is an asshole. Yeah. Really great. Yeah, I love dark. Um, I like dark films. As you probably, as you probably know. Um, yeah, it's it, but, it's 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 about domestic abuse, really. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, just a year later, after this movie was made, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson team up to go into to winning crashers a year later. So 
That's the only thing is that movie worked. Oh, I yeah. mean, that, yeah. that, that movie's hilarious. I mean, oh, I know. Yeah. We, get, we get introduced to another great actress at that time, Rachel McAdams. Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah. Cooper. Yeah, so, yeah. is also fantastic as well. He, that, that's his big move, though. Brett Cooper was uh, that, that's his big break. Was that movie, and then he went off. He's now a superstar now, you know. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. Did you figure out what you would take one percent out? Recasting that one. Recasting someone, yeah. You know, on that one, it would be really tough for me to do, to be honest with you. Because, like I said, this this is—I mean, honestly, this is a cast that gels really good. Yeah. Um, One, if there, I'd say there's one person. That I would no way in hell switch mm-hmm. out the role of. Yeah, it was Rip Torn as Patches O'Halloran. Oh, Rip Torn, yeah, fantastic. Excuse me. Yep, I do With have one that... more casting change also to tell you about. Go for um, it. Will Ferrell uh, for Gary Cole as Cotton, um, just because I find Will Ferrell one of the funniest guys in the business. Uh, paired with, with Bateman would be comedy gold. I, I, that one, that one, I can actually agree with you on. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not a huge Will Ferrell fan, but with okay. the way he is and the way he did Anchorman or mm-hmm. some of the other ones or Talladega Nights or his now oh. sports flicks, mm-hmm. uh, for that matter, right? Or I should say sports comedy flicks. Yeah, um, that you're absolutely right. I think that that one's like one I can see totally working. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, now, uh, what actor or character? Um, from the movie, would you host a podcast with about the movie? Wow that that is probably one of the toughest questions. Yeah, um, of all of us, to be honest with you. Right. Um, I probably have to say I have it down to about two or three. Okay. I, I couldn't give you just one. Okay. Um, one probably Al Kaplan. Because the referee just okay. just because of to pick his brain a little bit about sure. how we went all of a sudden and then the, this is again me being a nerd here yeah realizing that it went from a small little part in like the last third of the movie mm-hmm. that catapulted him to all of a sudden getting getting the the nod as the big referee on a cult classic revival TV show years later. So that would have to... you would interview the actual actor, not the actual character, the actor itself. You would... Right, right. I would interview interview Al Capo, the guy who played the referee. Okay, okay. Um, Let's see. Um, I'd probably have to go Justin Long, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, Because this is kind of a little bit of a diversion. From what you're accustomed to of his, <laughs> right? Road trip, road trip, American Pie, mm-hmm. all the teen sex drive movies of the of the coming of age movies of the early two thousands, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, pro- I would probably actually have to say Vince Vaughn. Okay. Um, if he was still alive, I'd say Rip Torn, no question. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't get much more of a legend than Rip Torn. Yeah. So, I mean, if it was live or dead, I would put Rip Torn. I mean, yeah. if it was straight living, I'd put Vince Vaughn as the third. There you go. Well, I have one because it's only one on the podcast. Is just get one person. But um, I chose – I would interview Christine Taylor, 
who's married to Ben Stiller, as you probably know. Oh yeah. Uh, lucky guy <laughs> for sure. And, uh, and he gets some good on-set stories and talk to her about filming the movie with her husband and acting like she's repulsed Opposite, by right. him. You know? Yeah. That, 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 that would make for an interesting podcast. I have to agree. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I said it. So, Oh, for sure. <laughs> Originality oh. points to get a 10. Exactly. Exactly. All right. This is what we call on the podcast uh, Scene Breaker. Um, what scene is the furthest from what would actually happen in real life? <laughs> this I have to go. I have to go to the final match on this one. This is a okay. no later. All right. Um, Justin Long's character, or no, not not Justin Long's character, the guy who's the total dits on the team. I forgot his name, and the lady. The lady who looks like something from Futurama. Oh right, right, yeah. I mean, far oh, furthest from reality. Owen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, how's that one? Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, it's easy. Um, when Gordon, who's the guy with Stephen Root, his character, um, the worst player on the team, takes out the entire German that, team by himself. Um, that was yes, definitely that, not. That's easy. another good one. The the, the least like one of. One of the two like laughing stocks of their team, yeah. All of a sudden, just goes ape shit on everybody, and the biggest, the biggest can of whoop ass right there, you know. Yes, um, and also, and also, as an honorable mention, I would say that Gordon was in the street dodging traffic, and he got hit twice, big time, yes. and he walks away like with no scars or even a, even. Yeah, how does he not the hospital? That's not even like a real thing, so. Yeah, has he not in the hospital and in a body cast? Seriously. Yeah, exactly. All right. Now, nothing like a, nothing like a game of human frogger to test your dodging abilities. Yep, exactly. Now I do have a few myself here, but um, what are some of your favorite scenes, moments, characters of the movie that you found uh, good or whatever? Um, I'm gonna probably use a couple. I'm gonna say a couple different lines, perhaps. Okay. Okay. Uh, the best one I still think is when Christine Taylor uh, in the final match just staringly right looks at Peter LeFleur in the eye of, after <laughs> she gets eliminated and and then gets bonked in the head again due to unsportsmanlike conduct. Right. Uh, just openly looks Peter LeFleur right in the eye and just says, kick his ass. <laughs> You don't yes. you don't get a much more epic line in that movie. Yeah. Uh, the whole Chuck Norris thing. Yeah. Said. I mean that goes without being said. It's Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, uh, yeah. The fact that William Shatner plays the commissioner, mm-hmm. that kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, the other part this goes way back to the beginning of the movie, where White tries to stalk uh Veach. When he's when she's still the accountant, oh right, um, brings him in, and then all of a sudden tries to inflate his region <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. tries and tries to make it look like he's all badass and pumped mm-hmm. and full of testosterone. Right, in reality, he ain't got shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'd probably say those are. I'd probably say that are my three fav- most favorite 
uh, from if I were to keep it to three. All right. Well, I have a lot more than three. So if you have more, then you, you go ahead if you want to have some more. I have more than three. Um, so. The other one, again, you you meant you made mention of this already. Yeah. When Justin's character comes back from the cheerleader theme. <laughs> yeah. And she ta- she kind of serves as the open distraction that he hears from a mile away. It's like, there's Justin, the geek yeah. of the entire <laughs> team. And the geek trying to impress the jockey cheerleader. Yeah. And, yep. and finally the cheerleader comes around and realizes that he's actually yeah. Yep. That, that part right there was just like, hello. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Amber. So. Yep. All right. Well, what I have here, I have a few. So bear with me here. But uh, what I have first is Peter's dog licking him in the crotch area. When you think <laughs> of the, <laughs> just a tickle, you know. The most random out of nowhere scene to start the movie. You know, uh, yep. Give much more out there, but hilarious yeah. for a start to that. Exactly. Number two on my list I have. Well, these are actually in order. I guess in order what happened though. But uh, number two is the cheerleader uh, cheerleading flashback flashbacks when Justin gets trounced by the plus size chick on the on the on the hold there. I was like, that okay. Was so funny. funny thing about that, which she doesn't get credit in this. Okay. Um, Do you ever watch the show All That? I. I call- <laughs> Here and there, yeah. Okay. She's the one that played the loud librarian on all that. Oh, okay. 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 There you go. So, wait, another awesome. useless fact for me. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of them. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. Uh, also, uh, when one of the members of Average Joe's, Jim Owen, offers up why don't we save some money by paying in Canadian dollars, then... <laughs> And then uh, Pete says, "Well, that'd be seventy thousand Canadian dollars." And then Owen says, "How are we gonna get hundred twenty dollars?" Then Gordon says, "You don't add the two amounts together." I was rolling on that. Then, with me being a bath tutor, it's like, yeah. it's like seriously, you make me go. This be are we are we talking to a kid that was fucked up with math due to Common Core or something? I mean, <laughs> hello. Right. right. <laughs> well, he was a bit slow during the whole movie, I think. Well, too. true. I mean, I get that, but still, I mean, yeah, yeah. To, to put those two together like that, I'm like, yeah, wow, did we really just stoop to a new low of stupidity right there. <laughs> yep. What I, what, I, what I have next here is to qualify for the Vegas Open, average Joe's has to be the Girl Scout troop. One of the funniest things I've seen Girl Scouts lose because one of their players tested for steroids and it be a trinkle tranquilizer. Uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. As, yeah, as and well. that made yeah. me do a little bit of a double take just because and this is something I didn't notice until watching it this time. Yeah. That the last person was actually a dude on their team. Oh was it? Yes. Go back go back and look at that scene. It's okay. <laughs> looking at the face and how the arms oh. and stuff. Yeah. It's a dude. <laughs> there you go. Also, obviously, um, I have this line from Rip Torn. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. I got that right. um, and then, one of the uh, greatest lines. Yeah, I can put that as a greatest line of all of all times, all movies, really, to be honest yeah. with you. Even though I put it down, put down I put down in uh, the wrong way. I, I said in my notes, I, put, I, I typed down, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a wrench. <laughs> That's not a 
the correct uh, <laughs> line. Yeah. Your base. Yes. Um, then I talked to us about this earlier, but also if you can dodge traffic, you can dodge a ball, and he gets hit by two cars in traffic. That was really funny. Um, that was that was awesome. Yeah, I have a few more actually, so I apologize about my long list, but no, you're good. There's a lot of good spots, you know, to talk about. Oh, um, sure. That, that I did not mention earlier. So, uh, when Average Joe's uniforms gets mixed up with another, oh, uh, they have to play their massless chaps and chains. <laughs> from from a primitive, the good time. The other, I mean, yeah. the goes from. Um, uh, conservative, yeah. Uh, a conservative team of just like your average Joe Schmo, to all of a sudden a team where it's like you're all of a sudden biggest S and M thing, you know? <laughs> exactly. Now then they and then they go, oh, these are these must be yours. Those are <laughs> right. Yeah. One game, too, one game too late. Whoops. Whoops. Yeah. Exactly. Now I got two more to go here. Um, sure. Now. When Chuck Norris gave Pete the thumbs up and said, good luck, Pete. That was, like, awesome. And finally, uh, the final scene where White Goodman is sitting and looking huge and eating and says, fuck you, Chuck Norris. That was the best uh, line. Yeah, that is, that, that's a good, that's a good way to kind of end it. Yeah, it it's, is. It's, it's, who would ever think that you'd live and die by Chuck Norris? Exactly. Even though it was a great time to end the movie, um, my last thing I have is a couple of things. Uh, what would you change about the ending? And the answer of nothing is not an option. What do you say to that to that one? Um, you know, I'd like to kind of see. I'll be honest with you. I kind of would like to see it play out a little bit first, um, okay. where it's not just all of a sudden we rush to. Global uh, to uh, Average Joe's gym, yeah, being expanded now and mm-hmm. totally revamped, remodeled. I would like to see a little bit of a dive into, or a little bit of a build up to that, so mm-hmm. to speak. Okay. So if if I were to if I were to change one thing about the ending, I would say it would be that. I mean, the overall ending. Uh, I, I'd, I'd say if I were to put. I guess I'd say it's more of like ending montage than ending yeah. scene. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but um, I would have to say, just on the grounds that I can't say nothing, I would have to say the the build up. I'd like to see something between the five million dollar jackpot and all of a sudden, Globo Jim, all them down on the rock, out on the street, ain't got shit type deal. I would like, I would have liked to see that kind of played out, rubbed in their face a little bit, to be honest. Well, maybe you saw my notes um, from me, and I mean, you took my notes from me, but uh, no. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, here, here's my ending. Um, uh, it's two parts. Part one is my ending is uh, White Goodman loses his job at Global Gym and works as a janitor um, at Joe's at Joe's Gym, and then my friend Ryan Lund. Yeah, my friend Ryan Lund has this. That's ad as well for me as well. He goes also. How about um, he works as, at a hot dog stand at nights. Okay, I, I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what I have before we go into the corner to end the podcast? Um, how do you rate this film out of five stars? 
I want to be honest and give it a I'd probably have to say a four. A four, okay. Um, really good. I'm, I mean, I'm one of those. I'm a sucker that for something that has like a good, like a not just a good feel good thing behind it, but yeah, kind of a beat the odds type deal. I mean, you don't yeah. see many of those in life. Period. I mean, yeah. and I think something to promote beat the odds. I think is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the way I've been my whole life. Yeah. Um, so in terms of that, great. Um, the comedic value in this and not a huge, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm more like the philosophical type flick dude. But, okay. uh, the way this movie was done with the mm-hmm. cast and everything, I think it just gelled, it gelled brilliantly. Yeah. Um, so for a movie when we had a lot of some of the greatest comedies or some of the biggest comedies, more, more hysterical ones, this, yeah. um, Super Troopers and of that era, um, I think this worked great. So yeah, in terms well, of, in terms of during that time frame and kind of comparing it to that time frame uh-huh. and looking at it now, standing up, I'd probably honestly say a four. Okay, well as you know, I'm a very hard. Uh, oh yes, critiquer. Um, movie snob to the extreme. <laughs> Uh, in a lot of songs besides that, but yeah, I'm a snob. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. I, I won't. We digress. I digress. Yes. Um, but I but I will say on my first podcast with the panel I had earlier, um, I gave Elf the movie. I gave it um, what like um, oh oh okay. Sorry about this. I just gotta find the right. Uh, what did I put down here? Oh yeah, I put it down as a four, uh, five. I got I got four stars out of five, just because it was a little cheesy and I <laughs> it was a lot of cheesy actually, but beyond that, that was a really good film. But with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, I gave it three stars because the music was really good, but the theme itself was not good. Okay, so three and a four star rating. Okay, now we come to Dodgeball. Give it five stars. Out of five, um, because um, let me pull that up here. Uh, just because um, I thought that the comedy was on on a new level, like was like you know top top of the of the chain comedy, and I thought um, all of the one liners were also great. And oh, the one liners, the one liners are what make the movie. Oh yeah, and the ending scene was just like perfection like fuck you yes. Norse. that was like the way to end the movie uh, right. yeah for me all right now i'm um, just I'm, I'm one of those i for me to give it a for me to give anything a five yeah it has to really be over the top i mean gotcha. don't, don't get me wrong it is a really good movie yes yeah yeah for me to give it a five it would i'd have to be beyond echelons unknown and gotcha. okay, I'm, I'm a tough group, even, even when I rate like my favorite, like some of my favorite shows or bands. Same yeah. thing, I right. don't I don't just give a perfect, you yeah. have to really earn the hell out of it. Oh, for sure, I hear you. Yeah, all right. Now, when the podcast on food corner, so I'll ask you first, um, how do you like your potatoes made? Not gonna lie, I'm a sucker for JoJo's. Jojo's okay. I like Jojo's a, a lot, actually, but I prefer a loaded baked potato, 
Matito is uh, my go-to. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, but as did you want to mention, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say regarding loaded baked potato, go to the outlaw, go to outlaw barbecue. Oh, Not really? Sad. Okay. Not sad. There you go. Well, as a runner-up to this, I would say my aunt's scalloped potatoes with whipped cream, sour cream, and melted cheese on top is really, really good. Yeah. Damn it! Now you're making me want scalloped potatoes, you bastard. <laughs> that's how these uh, it's how these uh, work when the food corner comes up. Yeah. Oh, I know. On the podcast here, but uh, so all of a sudden right. we feel like we're gonna gain thirty pounds. Exactly. Now, next I have is uh, build your ultimate waffle. What do you put on your waffle? Ultimate waffle. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a pretty simplistic dude when it comes to waffles. Yeah. I'm just one of those, just like, give me some good butter and syrup and I can die happy. Okay. I'm not one for totally pimping out a waffle. Okay. Um, well, for me, here's what I have. Um, a little more complex in that way, but um, I, I don't mind that, but uh, I do prefer um, maple syrup, and then uh, and we have uh, buckleberries, strawberries, blueberries, whipped cream, and a few scoops of vanilla ice cream right on there, and you are in business. Now, um, what's your favorite flavor of syrup? Okay, if I were to throw out maple because that's mm. the common one, I'm going to throw that out and not even count that as an option. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm going to kind of almost say it's a tie. Okay. Um, butter pecan mm. and huckleberry. <laughs> Yeah, um, my number one is maple syrup, no doubt about it. Maple is my number one, but number two, easily, not even close, huckleberry. Oh, so good. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the number two for me. Um, okay, now, what is your go-to Uber Eats meal if you do Uber Eats? Okay, so I'm going to swap this out because I did post beats when I did this. That's nowadays, fine. Nowadays, yeah. I just run and go get it. Sure. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Three Ninjas. I am not going to lie. I did Three Ninjas almost on a weekly basis. I know. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I did the Postmates thing. Okay. Um, uh, just because, uh, I mean, one good story about, good backstory behind them, good food, and I'm all about supporting a local chain. So. Oh, I know you, I know you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, well, what do you have there though from Three Ninjas? What do you, what do you, what do you have there when you order? Okay. Nine, 99 times out of 100, they always know it's me when I tell them a fire chicken wrap. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. It's like um, I call them up, I call them up my phone, tell them I'm on my way. They're like, yeah. let me guess, fire wrap? Yep, side of bingo? Yep. Right. <laughs> there I you literally, go. literally deviate, so. Yeah, there you go. Well, I would say before Swinging Doors took off their option to order on the, online, I I was just Swinging Doors with the, um, with the, uh, George Burger with onion rings, but let's say taken off several months ago, which I'm kind of sad about that. Um, it's not, now it's Bur Bur Burger King d d double Whopper with uh, French fries and a Dr Pepper is my go-to meal okay. from Uber Eats. Yes, all gotcha. right, exactly. Um, all right, here we go. Um, how do you like your eggs made? Super easy. Uh, I'm a staring right at you type of guy, setting side up. Okay, I I don't mind that, um, but I prefer scrambled eggs with cheese and all that 
on it. Yes, I'm more of a scramble digs guy myself. Um, let me let me let me put it this way: yeah. uh, sunny side up is my main, and an omelet would be number two. Okay, omelet's good. As long as you don't have mushrooms on your omelet, then you're good to go. Um, yeah. Now. Rarely, but I've done it a couple of times. I would say never for me on the mushrooms. <laughs> to, each, to each their own, bud. Yeah, I don't do mushrooms at all. It makes me gag, actually. Right. Um, that's why I don't like mushrooms, but yeah, there you go. Um, all right, this is hard, actually, to pick, but uh, if given the option of French toast, waffles, or pancakes, what do you prefer? Okay. It may be a tough option for you. For me, this is a no-brainer. Okay. I'm all about the French toast, baby. French toast? Okay. I, I respect that. Um, for me, I'll ask you this. What order do you would you select of those three? One, one through three. I'd probably go French pancakes, waffles. Okay. I'm easy for me, pancakes. Not even close. Pancakes all the day, all day long. And then I'll go waffles and then French toast. I love French toast. is really good, though, but I, just, I love pancakes and waffles yeah. more. Yes. Um, okay. Now, what's one food when you smell it, your mouth waters or salivates? A damn good meatloaf. Okay. Meatloaf. I can see that. Mine is actually a fresh baked cinnamon roll. That is... I, can, I, can, I can see that. I can see that being one. Oh, yeah. That's my go-to right there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, do you dip your cookies in milk? No brainer. That's a hell yes. Yes. Um, I do it, but I haven't done it in a long time, though, which I should do it again. Right. Have it available. But yeah. best thing when you got a big, big ass chocolate chip cookie. Oh, with tons of chocolate yeah. on it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Makes it good, go down smoothly. And freshly baked, too. Exactly. Exactly. You'll um, get more energy than that. <laughs> exactly. It's also I have for you, and then I'll have some friends' questions, and then we'll be done here. Um, do you prefer chocolate milk or strawberry milk? Honestly, this one depends on my mood because I do like both. Okay. Um, like I said, it, it really – that one's a coin flip. A coin flip. Okay, I, I can respect that. But for me, it's not. It's easily 100% strawberry milk for me. I love strawberry milk. Not even close. Yeah. For when I, I mean, for the longest time when I was a little kid, it was yeah. chocolate milk, and then I discovered strawberry milk and yeah. really loved it. And then nowadays, it's just like, eh. I mean, it, it really depends on the mood. I won't. I I'm, I'm not. I can't say I'm solely one or the other. I'm yeah. honestly about fifty-fifty on that. It's just okay. That's it. I, I get that. But my favorite, my favorite uh, flavor is like strawberry of anything. So yeah, that's probably why I pick strawberry milk. Yeah. Um, all right, that's quick. The best one, I will say that. That's quick, yeah. Der yes, yeah Der that's Gold. One out there, yeah. Der yeah. Gold's is a little disappointing, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, but yeah. if you want ch chocolate milk, it's all about Dairy Gold, no question. Dairy Gold, yeah. And yeah. If it's strawberry milk, it's Nesquik, no there question. You go. There you go. All right, so you know Matt, right? You know my friend Matt, you've heard him before a couple of times. Matt Green, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Matt, news. Yeah, Matt Green, yes. He asks. What's the greatest sugar cereal as a kid? Just one cereal, sugar, sugar cereal. No, no question. This was the one that I drove my parents, my parents nuts with. Uh -huh. I was a huge Golden Grams dude. Golden Grams, okay, that's serviceable. Um, I chose, and he chose the same thing as me, but I chose Lucky Charms easily. 
as mine. That, that would be like my number two or three. Yeah, my number two is Cinnamon Coast Crunch, and number three is Captain Crunch. So, gotcha. Yeah, both both places. Absolutely. All right. So my friend, my friend Ryan Deese. I don't think you know him at all, but um, he asks Outback Steakhouse or Texas Roadhouse. I'm going to be honest. I really cannot answer this question. Okay. The reason being that I have not had Texas Roadhouse yet. Okay. That that is on my list to check out in the near future. Actually, sure. yeah. Um, I will say this: Outback, yeah. Outback is one. Of, Outback was the first place. This is being like 14 years ago yeah. that I was able to do a steak and not have to put anything on top of it, not even a one or anything of that nature, and it yeah. was. So Texas Roadhouse, you gotta you gotta really up your game if if you're gonna want me to go better than that. But well, right now, I honestly cannot answer that question. Yeah, I went in there one time. That was like seven years ago in Seattle. It was really good. But Outback, though, for me is like it's really top notch. But my yeah. friend Jeff, my friend Jeff, though, said he, my friend Jeff said earlier today on a podcast I did with him that uh, he prefers Texas Roadhouse because their blooming onion is like ten times. Better in his opinion than uh, Outback. I was like, okay, let's have to go there and check that out because wow, that, that, now you're putting now you're putting the big item against Outback's item. That's the like yeah. signature item, you know, is their blooming onion, you oh, know. Geez. Um, but yeah, he's like, it's way better than Outback. He's like, okay, okay, I'll have to check it out to find out. And do it gauntlet dropped. Exactly, exactly. All right, this one here is from my friend Scott Lewis. He asks, which is the best time for a burrito? Breakfast, Anytime. which includes all the breakfast items, or lunch, dinner, regular in style in fixings? Lunch, dinner, or breakfast burrito? Anytime, really. So I mean, he's, a- he's asking, do you prefer a breakfast burrito or a, a regular burrito? Uh, yeah. You know, and it's, it's really, even even lunch or tuna, you can make it a breakfast burrito, really. So, I mean, I guess that's, that's why I lean towards anytime. But, uh, I don't know. Burrito wise, I'd probably, I'd probably almost have to say midday to be honest. So, I, that being said, lunch. Okay, um, so you prefer like a regular with uh, beans, onions, sour cream, all that stuff. You agree with? with yeah, I, I, I'd be, I'd be leaning more towards the lunch ones, kind of like okay. like sweet burrito or uh, slick rock burrito way up on uh, yeah. Manitou Shopping Center right there. If you've right. never been there, I highly recommend them. Oh, I've been there many times. Yeah. Yes, Slick Rock is amazing. Yeah, Slick Rock is amazing, nope. but uh, I prefer breakfast burrito because I have sausage, cheese, eggs, potatoes, onions, ugh, peppers, so good. Yeah, I prefer that over anything else, basically. I could do without the peppers, but oh, yeah. how about this? you do the peppers, I'll put, you have the peppers, I'll put the guacamole in it. Uh, hard pass. <laughs> hey, you yeah. got your pass, I've got my pass, we'll call it good. Yeah, this is actually a question from you, actually. I'll ask you what you have to say. But uh, you said, uh, here we go. One meal left on Earth. What is it? What is your answer to that? I probably have to put it as one big-ass Italian feast, okay. to be honest with you, just because yeah. I, I have a huge spot of me that is a huge part of me that is Italian. Yeah. Um, so I think kind of, and I want to say that Olive Garden used to do this, Mm-hmm. It's like a tour, what they had, I think they called it the tour of Italy. Oh, right. Yeah. Where it was lasagna and a couple other things. So yeah. if I were to play along with those lines, okay. Olive Garden's lasagna, mm-hmm. Tomato Street smoked chicken manicotti, Oof. 
There you go. And then Mama Mia's eggplant parmesan. Ooh, okay. Now we're talking. Then for yeah. it's of course you got to throw dessert in there too, right? Oh, you have to. Yeah. I mean, if we're gonna th- play the dessert card as well. Yep. It hands down has to be Olive Garden's tiramisu. Oh yeah, so good. It's it's really good. What do you have to drink uh, for your meal? The finest fucking wine there is. <laughs> There you go. I'll see what I mean, I if you're going out, you might as well go big or go home, or actually go yeah, exactly. big and go home to your maker. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that was bad. Three, three times now, so I'll say it again. But uh, basically, for this one, um, I'm going homemade chicken dumpling soup. Really good for starters. Okay. Because my aunt makes the best chicken dumpling soup. Oh my god, it's it's like ridiculously. Sure. Amazing. Yeah. Um. All from scratch, actually. All from scratch. Oh, it's got to be scratch. I mean, come on. There's yeah. the only way to do it. Exactly, exactly. That, that's the thing I like with the three Italian joints I mean, I mentioned. They're pretty much scratch made. Oh, yeah. And then I will have a big plate or two. Or two. I'm not, I'm not going to say one or two, but at least two plates at the most of spaghetti meat, meatballs and sausage. Like the big, you know, the big hunkers, hunker ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the sausages on a rope type deal. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then um, I will have on the side garlic bread, and I will have. I'm gonna leave that one out. Really? Hmm. Anyway, love garlic bread, and then I have lemonade, and I have margaritas to drink. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. margaritas! What do you do yeah. a Mexican at an Italian joint for? Instead of instead of that, at a challenge, I have I have a lot of stuff like mixed in together. It can be like just you know. I mean, Fair enough. Well, plus yeah. I did. Plus the question was, what meal left on earth? What is it? So I didn't give any yeah, bad. I, like, I didn't. I didn't say yeah. one specific thing. So right, exactly. Wait, and then, uh, good job playing me on a technicality. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, for dessert, I'm having two things. I'm having Rocky Road ice cream. Ooh. And can you guess my dessert other than <laughs> ice cream? I'm gonna have. Um, the big ass piece of carrot cake from the swinging doors. Oh, who would have thunk? Yes, that's uh, my other item. That, that, that carrot cake is almost like three miles high. Holy shit, Batman! It's still the same size. I had it, had it recently. Um, it's you, of course, you would. <laughs> I mean, this, this, is you, this is you and carrot cake. Enough said. And I don't need it. I, I don't need four for any one fork, and I don't, I don't need any. I don't need plates. I need one fork. I'm not sharing this thing. It's mine. So, have you ever shared the carrot cake? No. Um, no. <laughs> That's um, a no-brainer with you. Come on, John. Try to. I was like, "What are you doing, dude?" Um, yeah, did, 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 didn't he almost get fork stabbed a few times with that too? Uh, yeah. He learned his lesson after the first time. Was like, uh, you know, this is my, I paid for this, and this is my <laughs> this is my dessert. So, if you want your own dessert, you can order your own. But yeah, <laughs> survey says. Did not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Strike. All right. Now, this is going to be pretty interesting. Um, you might not get it, but good luck. Uh, my friend Bree, best friend Bree, she asks, uh, what is the official snack of Utah? That's a good question because Utah ultimately is a very... Mormon. Yes. I will give you a clue, though. I'll give you a clue. Okay. Um, Based on what their rules are of most Mormons, this snack is kind of like what? Because like it goes against all their beliefs and so forth. I will say. 
Um, official snack. Uh-huh. I'm probably going to be way the hell in left field, but I'll say trail mix. Yeah, so I'm also not sure today. Also, my friend Jeff said the same thing, but uh, it's actually Jello. What? Yeah, Jello is the official snack of Utah. It's crazy. Yeah. Bill Cosby right, right up, rubbed off of Utah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The J E L L O. Yeah. I guess I guess civilization, as I know, just came to an end. Holy crap! Yeah, exactly. All right, these are I have three more, and then I'll have my last one for you, and then you have one for me as well, I think. So, um, all right, I'll hear from my friend Ryan Lund, um, who does other podcasts with me. Um, all right, so he asks, have you ever ordered something at a restaurant and the and not eat the, after the first bite? I'll say, yeah, for the first bite. I've done it after five or six bites, but not okay. um, not the initial, no. Okay, I haven't done after the initial bite either, or after five bites that I like most of the thing I or order I like. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those. I'm one of those. I try to do it. I order it. I finish it. Some way, shape, or form, or take it right. on to take it to a buddy or something. But right. I'm not. I don't like letting stuff like that go to waste. Yeah, people like they pay for it. They want to. They made it. You know, all that right. stuff. Now, yeah. now if, it, if it comes out like one of my buddies when I took him out to a place and the food came out inedible. Yeah, that's a different. That's a totally different oh. story. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I, past the initial taste, I've never done. Okay, I hear you. All right, this is a part two, a two part question here from Ryan. On a scale of one to ten, how much spice, aka heat, can you handle, and how much would you generally enjoy you enjoy on your food? Okay, so you know me being the sadistic little punk that I am yeah. on this on this one. Uh, yeah. Spice, I'd probably say I'm like a seven. Oh, they say like a ten, but uh, okay. Seven. No, I'm 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 not gonna say a ten, and here's why: because actually, yeah. I actually proved my point a while back yeah. on this. Um, to when I realized I got. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I like my weird creations as a cook and everything. Yeah, this is one of those times when I realized I did too much and done fucked up. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, here's here's the story behind it. Um, yeah. Um, how much would I get? Because this goes to how much I would genuinely enjoy on my foods. So it's kind of I'm gonna answer it all in one shot here, really. Okay. Sure. The, uh, so my my stepper he gets me usually every year gets me a new thing of hot sauces for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like the wedding gift. It's like the wedding gift I get from him. Okay. One year, one year he gave me a thing of what's called bone breaker hot sauce. Oh, it's yeah. in a glass skull. Okay. Oh my god, you're dead. <laughs> you, you see, you see where I'm going with this already. I, I, I see it. Yeah, I see it for me. Yeah. He uh, would. So I would cook up the chicken. I said, "Cook it up in a wok." Yeah. And what I was stupid on doing. Lesson learned. Yeah, is you know how with some sausage you let you let the meat permeate in it and yeah. absorb it and all. Right. Oh God, that was the dumbest thing I ever did. <laughs> um. So, I mean, so this is one of those. I like hot sauce, but I like it to where I can still taste my food, not have it yeah. burn, burn my face off almost. Yeah. Which is what I damn near did on that. So. Wow. I mean, I actually, I actually told him that I'm like, you. Th- I think you have officially gotten the award for 
getting me the too hot of hot sauce that I had to pass. I actually had to pass the hot sauce along to a roommate. Oh, okay. It was, okay. It was that, it, that one actually did go too far. Yeah. Well, as you know, for me, um, I don't like it really. Well, you're like a negative three. I'm at a, I'm at a, like a five or a six, but um, I've had 10 before at uh, Marketplace Pizza with their wings. And my friend said, let's try Let's try these really, 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 really hot. I was like, okay. I took one, like one sliver of a piece of the chicken wings, and my eyes were watering, my ears were on fire, my tongue, my mouth was on fire. I was crying. It was so after just one small little piece. Yeah, right. Not good. Yeah, um, it's it, it depends on that one, which that yeah. kind of leads into your next question of the chicken wings in a setting. Um, right. that, I, that I see here. It, it depends on the type of wing, honestly, okay. um, and what's on the wing. Now, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. So this is, so the question I'm, I'm going to ask you is how many can you, chicken wings can you eat in one sitting? And you can have it as, as much, whatever kind you want to have. So whatever you think is best, you can okay. handle. that's the question there. So, okay. So if we're going off the best one that I can handle, yeah. um, that's actually, I'm going to say I did this one recently. I get the mango habanero boneless wings at Flamin' Joe's. Love them. They, I mean, okay. don't. And this kind of goes back to the sweet heat thing, which is what I love about uh, Three Ninjas. Yeah. Uh, is the fire rapid and the mango sauce, the mango sauce on the side for the chips. Yeah. It's just a good balance to where it doesn't. It's got the heat, but it doesn't, you know, totally kick your ass to where you're you right. can't enjoy you can't enjoy the taste of food yeah exactly so how many can you take down in one sitting do you think i don't know because i've never really tried to go there's one i when i did this just recently i split this with the bud um okay. i i can probably say i can so i mean the four talking a pound is about 10 wings roughly yeah Maybe two pounds. Okay. But I, I'm going to probably say conservatively one. Okay. Well, for me, it's not a. I, I haven't done this before, but I've had a lot before. If I had 12 14 at one time, but if I wanted to like sit down and just eat to my heart's content, I would probably do like at least 25 to 30. I think I, I can do easily just because the wings are like, are like, uh, they're like not really big. They're not filling at all. So I just eat as you want you know i think 25 to 30 is probably my max i would probably say is what i would what i could do in one sitting sure has to be, has, yeah it has to be honey barbecue too that's my jam yeah exactly all right now we'll end it on two things here i'll ask you first what is your food question for me to answer and then you can answer yourself after that um If you, if you could put, I guess, and I didn't, this is one I didn't really have a chance to prepare because I was oh, watching okay. came straight into you, actually. Okay. Um, uh, food, actually, let's do, you ask me first and then okay. I'll, okay. I'll fire back. All right. Um, what do you say to the people who don't love cupcakes that are chocolate cupcakes, but they love cake of chocolate it's the same thing but on a larger scale what do you think about those people that say that 
to each their own, really. I mean, and this comes back with me kind of being a texture snob with food, yeah. really. I mean, it's like, I love marinara. I love ketchup. I love barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. I'm even slowly getting into salsas. I'm, okay. not a huge, I'm not a huge tomato guy. Yeah, same. So, so I guess that's kind of where I draw the line on that one. Is Yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's a really it's a to each their own type deal. I think they're monsters who say that. I mean, same exact. <laughs> it's cake. Well, I'm it's like, chocolate. It's the same thing, but it's just cut off chocolate on cake. It's like the same fucking thing. It's like ridiculous. No, right? No, I I, I agree. It's, yeah, it's, but it's it's kind of like the whole tomato tomato type deal, right. you know. I, I get, I guess, but not really. Not really. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those yes and no type deals. Yeah. Yeah, um, right. so, so what's your final my question yeah. to you um I guess this would be one of those because I love to cook type deals okay if you I'm not sure how much you watch cooking shows or not uh, about zero yeah okay so you haven't seen like Iron Chef or like oh, I've, seen Iron, I, I, I've seen a few in my day yeah but not okay yeah if you could cook with any famous well-known chef okay and I'll give you my answer too, as well. Of you, course. Um, you, you know, yeah, give me two. If you could cook with two chefs, who would it be? Let's go, Bobby Flay with Jack. one. He is why, like why him. He's phenomenal. Um, does he have to be alive? Um, I'm not sure if he's alive or not. We'll say, we'll, say, we'll say alive or dead. Sure. I don't know if he's alive or not, but Emerald Lagasse, I'll take. He's him still as well. very much alive, actually. Okay, I'll take Emerald and. That, that's, that's all I know. I think who's cook. I don't, I don't know anybody else besides those two guys, right. honestly. So no, um, chef wise, me, I definitely have to say Emerald. I mean, watching Emerald yeah. live with my stepmom before she passed away, yeah, um, was really kind of what started the whole thing for me. To be honest, mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, that, that was kind of what started it for me. Oh, okay, um, this one just because. This next one's kind of one you may not be, you may not think of me to do on this one. Guy Ferrari? Yeah, not out, outside of my wheelhouse, I guess, would be yeah. the better way to say this. Yeah. But I'd almost have to go, this is just from seeing a lot of his shows and, mm-hmm. and everything recently. Yeah. I'd have to say Michael Simon. Never heard of him before. Yeah. So he was an Iron Chef. Okay. And. He also does a lot of. He has a big show that, um, if you get a chance, either on Food Network. I think this is actually on the Cooking Channel, though. Oh, okay. It's called uh, Burgers, Brews, and Q. I heard about heard that show before. Okay. okay. Um, the way he goes about that show is just great, and just the humility and the stand-up dude he is. Yeah. Um, if I were to put an honorable mention in there. Yeah. And just because he's all over the place with his cuisine, but I've seen what he's done, yeah. I would have to say Iron Chef Jeffrey Zakarian. All right. Well, if you have, if I have a third guy, I, I would definitely say Guy Ferrari for me. He's 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 great. Who's your third? Guy uh, Guy Ferrari. Oh, Guy Ferrari, absolutely. He would yeah. be Guy would be my number four. Oh yeah, he's fantastic, man. He's yeah he's done so much in the food industry. Like he like. Gave like millions of dollars to people like that were, that were affected by COVID. Oh, the, it's amazing! He, yeah, he's the, human, all that. He's the, yeah. he is the human. He he is to the food to the food industry. Yeah, what John Bon Jovi is to the entertainment industry, to yeah. what 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson is to the entertainment industry. <laughs> wow, that's high praise there. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying because if you look at it, you got you got two of the biggest humanitarians yeah. in the entertainment world. Although the Rock really anything he touches turns to gold, pretty much. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but no, Guy Fieri's right there. I have to, I have to agree with that hundred percent. So. All right. Well, thanks for going on the podcast. I took I took an hour and a half of your time. I apologize; it went a little longer, but. Hey. How, how do you stop a good thing when you get rolling right? <laughs> exactly. But we'll talk to you next time on down the road for you. Sounds good. Pleasure as always. All right. See ya. Take care. Yep. Bye bye.